The following presentation was recorded live at the River Worship Center in Warsaw, Indiana. We now join the message already in progress. Amen. Well, God bless you. Welcome to Wednesday night Bible study. We have much to be in prayer for. There's many people watching we want to be in prayer for all in the area. We, I, I won't mention the names on the air, but I've, I've got a list here that I wrote down of people in the area that are, are friends and family of the river. And let me just reach out to you right now and pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the people here tonight. We thank you for the people watching. And we pray for the people that are in need, that need peace in their life. You may be going through a season right now. You may be hurting. You may be in the hospital. And there's a list of you right now that we, have, we are joined together, the ministry staff and the people here, to be lifting you up in prayer tonight. And we thank the Lord for, for you. And we're, we're going to just agree with Jesus for your peace for your joy, for your healing, that things will be different in your life, that things will be, go, the, go the desired path for the Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, I, I pray you receive his joy and his peace today. You receive his healing today, his salvation today, in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. amen. We, th we thank you for, for being here tonight, those watching. And we've been talking about peace. I maybe got something on Sunday. Uh, the Lord, the Lord had a word for us, and you know that's what we want to endorse here at the river. It's not about basketball games. It's not about softball games. It's not about cookouts. It's about doing what's right before the Lord. It's it's about doing what's right, preaching the word of God, not our opinions, not what we think, not trying to create a social club, not trying to have checkers games and chess. It's about ministering the word of God because the word of God will set you free. Amen. It will help and bless and encourage you because you don't want my opinion on something. Amen. So as we teach tonight, we're going to be looking at the word of God and pulling from the word of God what scripture says. I can tell you anything, but it's what God says that counts. Amen. And, and so let's start right out in scripture. Let's start right out in Philippians chapter four, verse six. If you have your Bibles tonight, I, I pray you. You have them and open, open up the Word of God. You watching tonight would open up the Word of God that not only would you open it up physically, have your Bibles, but open up your ears and your hearts to receive what the Lord has to say tonight. Amen. Amen. And in Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, the Word of God says, Be anxious for nothing. Boy, if, if that isn't a word for 2020... Be anxious. The Lord says this, be anxious for nothing. How many of us get ourselves in situations and get all spun out because we get anxious about something? Amen. Amen. It will it will create a turmoil. We've, we're talking about peace, that anxiousness, that anxiety, that stress, that worrying, that that busy body. Your brain can't shut off at night will create a turmoil in your life that may prevent you from having true peace. Amen? We talked about on Sunday about the peace the world gives you and the peace God gives you. And too many times in my life, and people I minister to, I know all the time I will hear, I just couldn't sleep last night. I couldn't shut my brain off. I, I, I just didn't get a good rest. I, I, I couldn't get, I, I, I just, I couldn't shut it down. Right? Been there. Yeah? It says be anxious for nothing. And, and it, it's so easy to say, but until we make it a habit of applying the Word of God, guess what? It's not going to have any effect on you. Right? This Word, in order for it to do and have power, it has to be applied. For sure. And in this world today, you see people that don't want to apply the Word of God. They've taken the Word of God out of everything. You know, if we, you know, we, we don't want to talk about the Lord at school. We don't want to talk about the Lord at work anymore. We, we just, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer, but I don't want to talk about the Word. I just want, I just want all these things we talked about on Sunday, about all these things that satisfy our flesh that are a substitute. We talked about, you know, getting into prayer and, and for a Christian, a disciple, 
that when we're going through hard times that we get into prayer, we get into fellowship with one another, we may confide in somebody. How many of you ever needed someone just to have an ear? Right? Praise God here at the river that if you need an ear, there's people that will listen to you and not judge you, not put you down and just have an ear and listen. Sometimes that's, you know, I can't tell you how many times I've, I've, I've had that happen to me that gave me peace. It was somebody to listen to. Didn't have it all figured out. Maybe I needed some direction. Maybe I needed some coaching. Maybe the persons I was talking to could give me some ideas on how to navigate the bumpy road, the, the, the storms, the waters. And there was someone with maybe more experience or maybe, maybe they were more knowledgeable about the word and they could tell me scripturally a good direction as opposed to people's opinion. How many, how many of you know people that they love to tell you their opinion just because they can and they're next to you? And they don't use any scripture to back anything up. You know, we've got to get focused back on the word. And it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything, how much does that include? All that you go through. It's so simple that a child can understand it, but yet we adults sometimes forget the basics of why the scriptures tell us this, because we're talking about peace tonight. He says, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. I don't know how many times I've, I've ministered on thanksgiving that it opens up the door for you. Let your request be made known to God. How many times do you hear people there, well, I need this, I need that. Have you talked to God about it? Well, I need this. Well, I'm going through this. Have you talked to God about it? What did he say? Well, I need this. I've got this going. Make your request to God. I think I, I said it either at the beginning or right before I went on the air. Just the other night before I went to bed, I, I prayed Gave some things to the Lord. Talked to him about my heart's desire through this year, through 2021, for the rest of my life. Some things that I have on my mind, on my heart. Lord, let your will be done on earth as in heaven. Let your will be done in my life. Amen? Not my will. So many years I did my will, didn't we? Right? We did what we wanted to do, right? Have we died to self? Have we taken up our cross or we or not? Because, because it's time for us to get serious with God. If 2020 has shown us anything, it's time to a wake-up call. It's made a distinction about where people's faith is at. It's made a distinction of, of where they put their trust in and who they put their trust in and, and who they put first. The Bible says, seek first the kingdom. You find out real quickly who's seeking God first when, it come, when there's a storm in your life. But you also find out who they're seeking first when everything's going right in their life. Are we still seeking the same? Maybe for all you listening to my voice, we are seeking the same in the storms and in the sunny days. But let me tell you, there's some people that only know how to seek God in the crisis. And they wonder why they're always in a crisis, because maybe that's the only time God can speak to them and deal with them. Because they turn from Him. Come on, somebody. Too many people today, they want God when it's convenient for them. Or when I'm going through a problem, God, help me. Let my request be known. Yes, got it. And then He fixes it, and then all of a sudden, thank you, Jesus. Let me put you back over here. And in today's society, are you seeing it? Are you seeing a distinction in 2020 of people that come with needs and then, and then they get healed, they get fixed, they get blessed, they get encouragement, needs are met? Where are you at today? You see, in 2021, we have, we've had our eyes opened up a little bit, haven't we? As we go into 2021... In 2020, our eyes have been opened up to see a distinction of those on the right path and those on not so much the right path. Hello? 
<laughs> I'm supposed to teach, but I may preach just a little bit. And the Word of God says, Let your requests be made known to God. Well, guess what? You can't make your requests known to God unless you're praying. Hello? Isn't that our communication to God? It's through prayer and talking to Him and having a relationship with Him. Right? It sounds basic, but, but in the Word, it tells us how to navigate the storms. The, the, the Bible's still true today, right? It, it shows us how to get peace because look what it says in verse 7. When you do this, these things, when you apply these things, it says, And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen? You know, I was thinking this morning, I don't have the scriptures. Um, I was going through this morning, and it just it came to me again. So it must, it, I think it's a message coming up. But it just, it just hit me again. Is it in the book of Job, it talks about a hedge. The devil, the devil, Satan, he tries, he tries to attack and he tries to do things to us. But God has placed a hedge around Job. Do you know that there's a hedge around you? There's, there's a peace, there's a boundary that the enemy can't cross. There's a, as you build a relationship, there's a peace that comes with relationship. The world will try to give you every type of substitute, but as you and I build our relationship with the Lord, and as we get in here, there's a peace that comes on you that's from the Lord that is your protection that says, no matter what the storm hits, I'm okay. That God's got this. How many of you, how many of you have heard pastors say this? God's got this. Many, many hours in the Word, many, many hours in prayer, mighty example for us that says, listen, follow this path. And he has peace about things that we don't have peace about. We may get knotted up and he's like, God's got this. I've exercised my faith. God's got this. You know, sometimes we go through some things so that we may do some spiritual exercises. Hello? Right? I'm going to show you. I'll show you. It gets, it gets even better. But, it, but the peace of God guards your hearts and minds. How many of us have had to deal with things of our minds in the battlefield in 2020? Every day there's attacks, and you've got to put a hedge of protection. You've got to have that peace of God guarding this heart, guarding, guarding this mouth, guarding these ears. It's, 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 it's a thing to be learned. It's a thing to uh, cultivate. Is that a good word? You like that? Yeah. Cultivate. That you cultivate your relationship. There's so many people, they, get, they, they, they say the magic prayer, and then there's no cultivating of the word. There's no, there's no allowing of the word to get in and, and change our hearts and mold us and shape us and, and give us a love for people. Where's the cultivating of, of, of our souls, of our spirits lately? We... It, we we gotta we gotta stir this thing up, stir this gift up inside us, and keep going. Can I encourage you tonight? Keep going in the Word of God, even in the storms, even in the junk. Keep cultivating this love for God, this peace for God. Don't don't let the world mess you up. Don't let the people talk you down. Stay true to the Word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Keep going. Don't give up. <clears throat> Be encouraged tonight. You've made a choice for Jesus Christ. Stand strong in it. Run your race. Run it with endurance like a marathon runner. Don't run it like a sprint where you're all worn out after every other day. Run it and keep going and pace and, and get in the Word and get the nourishment every day. Don't let it just be Sunday Sunday morning only. Get in it every day. We talked about that on Sunday. All the days and end in Why? Make a new commitment. Maybe we've maybe we, in 2020 we've allowed the storms to hit and distract us. 
How about think about this week? You watching that you make a new commitment. Say, I'm going to make a commitment to the Lord. I'm going to get in my word more than I was last week. I'm going to get in my word more than I was in 2020. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to make a commitment before you, God, to say, listen, in, in my vacation days, I'm going to do a little extra studying than what I've been doing. Amen. I'm going to, I'm going to be encouraged in the word. I'm going to get nourished. I'm going to, I'm going to get strengthened. So when the storms hit, I'm solid. When the people at work, I'm solid. When the people in my family come against me, I'm solid. Because I'm going to speak the word. I'm going to preach the word. It's all about the word. Not about my opinion. We've got to get back to the word in our lives. People are saying this. The government's saying this. The Facebook's saying this. What's God say about it? This is okay. That's okay. This is okay. Come on. Come on, church. Everybody's saying, well, this, this sin's okay, and you can be in this group, and it's okay to, to lie and cheat, and that's just being human. But what's the Word of God say? There's a path that seems right to man, but in the end, there's death. There's a path that we're going to read in, 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 in the Word of God in, in Isaiah 59 that says there's a path that people know no peace. Mm. It's time for us to stand up even in the tough times, and declare Jesus is Lord. Jesus is the reason for the season. Saints of God, when you, can I encourage you tonight as we, as we get in towards the end of 2020, we're, we're talking about, about hope and we're talking about peace and we're getting ready to talk about joy, that you get this guarding, this protection around you because you're going to need it. In the seasons that come, you're going to need it. You're going you're to have to put this battle suit on and say, for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. Amen. Amen? Hallelujah. Be anxious for nothing. Be anxious for nothing. So, so go with me all the way back over into, into Isaiah 59. We were talking about two paths on Sunday. The world does not get it. Many people around me in my life do not get it. There's Christians that do not get it. Hello? There's people that are deceived. There's people that, that are worshiping animals. There's people that are worshiping self. There's people that are worshiping hobbies. There's people that are worshiping junk. They're into every everything, and they think that everything goes all right between them and the Lord. And the problem is that sin is still sin. They're like, wow, this don't sound like a lovely message. It is because when you learn about the peace of God and that you have to come out and be separate from that stuff, you will then find yourself with access to the peace of God that guards your heart. Because when you and I are walking in sin and we're walking contrary to the Word of God, we find ourselves separated, alienated, outside of the covering, outside of the, 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 the arms of His protection, and we run into the arms of permissive will instead of his perfect will. Hallelujah. I'm going to preach it tonight. I'll get you excited one way or another because it's, there's, there's something that's got to bring you joy. And if the word of God isn't it, then we, we got a problem. If talking about Jesus doesn't get you excited and the word of God doesn't, Turn your hearts, no matter what storm you're in, no matter what kind of day you had, and you start talking about Jesus, and you start talking about His Word, listen, there's a heart condition if you don't get excited. Heart check. If, 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 if the Word spoken does not activate something in your spirit, then something is not right. There's, there's an illness, there's a sickness, there's, there's, a, there's a cold there, if you will. There's a fever going on there. That it's the wrong kind of fever. You're supposed to be hot for the Lord, and the problem is we find ourselves cold and lukewarm. It's time to get hot for the Lord. Amen. 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 Come on, come on, somebody. In in Isaiah uh, Isaiah 59, we talked about how the Lord's hand is not shortened that it cannot save. This is in, in 59 verse one. It says, "Nor is his ear heavy." that it cannot hear, but your iniquities have separated you from your God. Big eye-opener for me in my Christian walk. It directly confronts the fact that we are people who have sinned and fallen short of the glory, 
And the Word of God says, people get mad at me all the time when they try to come at me and they say, well, everybody's getting to heaven, everybody's going to a better place. Then why did Jesus have to come in the first place then? Why did, why did God, the most popular scripture in the world, John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son so that whoever believes in Him will have eternal life. Right? Why did Jesus have to come? We celebrate Christmas. Why did Jesus have to come and die if sin doesn't matter? If everything's okay, and I'm okay, and you're okay, why did Jesus have to die a horrible death? Why did He have to go through this? Because the, the, the Word says that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sins. And He came to pay the ultimate price. Hallelujah. We're right back into Sunday. There you go. Why did He come? He came. It was the beginning, right? It was the beginning of His earthly ministry where He came. God gave Him. Guess what? Jesus is a gift. You have to receive Him. God gave Him, right? Why did He, why did he do this? Because he wanted to restore our relationship that we may have peace in the end. Because we don't know peace. As a sinner, you don't know peace. All you know is a false peace. You know that the drugs and the alcohol and the things are making it all better at the end of the night. That's not peace. Come on. When, when, when people go home from having a rough day, instead of thinking about going into prayer and going into Word, they find the cabinet. And they find their favorite beverage... And put it on the rocks, if you will. And I just want to relax. And numb myself. That this is going to make my problems go away. And guess what? You're going to start the day the same way you did before, with no change, no real peace in your life, numbing the problems as a substitute. Amen? And Jesus can free us from that addiction. He, you have family and friends and people that, that, I'm, that I'm describing right now, they really don't know peace. They, they have a substitute that if I could get them this word to tell them that Jesus loves them, that Jesus came and He died for them and He paid a price, no matter how dirty they think they've done it, no matter how bad they... If I could just get someone to hear this word, not my opinion, that no matter what they've done, they can be set free of that stuff. That Jesus can cleanse you, He can fix the plate, He can, he can make your sins as white as snow. Why? Because of the shedding of His blood. Too many people today, they think they can just do enough good works and earn their salvation. They think that if I do this, that everything will be all right with me and God and still live in sin in their homes like no one sees it. And Jesus sees everything. You can't hide from God. He sees it all. He knows what you say. He knows what you do. You, you can't hide from Him. There's, everything that you say, He hears. And He died for you anyway. <laughs> While we were yet sinners... The Word says, He died for us. Isn't that amazing? That He, all of our life, and yet He died before that. He says, the Word says, but your iniquities have separated you from your God. You know, it's, it's time for some people around us to review their life. I'm just going to be bold enough on, on this night. This is supposed to be all teaching, but I'm just going to preach a little bit and teach. Because, because there are some people that we know that we need to encourage them to review their life, just like I'm, I've been talking about in Psalms with David, saying, listen, is everything all right with you and the Lord? Is there sin? Because if there is, it's time to get right. You're running out of time. The big hourglass is, is, is turned, and the sands and the days of our lives are, are fleeting from us that the day of Jesus' return is coming soon. Well, you've been saying that for a long time. Yeah, but we learned on Sunday that you don't know how much of your mansion, we're going to talk about in John 14, how much of your mansion is built. 
Jesus can come back for all of us. He can also, it can also be your days that are numbered that we need to be ready for His return. Amen? You can only do that. You can only be ready through the Word of God because you can't do it through good works. Everybody okay? I'm just preaching the Word. That's just the truth, right? Praise God, you can receive it. Amen? I wish some others would receive it. But you hear it, sound of my voice, you're receiving, that you understand that God paid the price. Jesus paid the price, and He gave us the Holy Spirit. He did that for us. He loved us that much that we were sinners, and He still died for us. How many of you know people that they'll, they'll do something special? Oh, if you do something nice for me, I'll do something nice for you. You do something nice for me, and you, we'll, we'll go back and forth. Well, I'll do something nice for you. You know what? We blasphemed God. We talked bad about God. We used God's name in vain. And yet He died and paid the price for you and I. What an awesome God we serve. That much grace, that much mercy that He would love us unconditionally and free of us of our addictions and our sins. It's just amazing that peace of God that now we can have knowing that we're redeemed. To me, that's peace. Amen? That's peace. Because I know what I did. I know what I said. I know what I looked at. I know who I was involved with. And I needed a Savior. Amen? I needed I needed restoration i needed redeemed and the bible says let the redeemed of the lord say so church it's time we start saying so (laughs) right come on now move with me into isaiah 59 7 8 we talked about this on sunday the way of peace they have not known and there is no justice in their ways they have made themselves crooked paths whoever takes that way shall not know peace Listen, there's a very clear distinction. If you're living in sin and you're living outside the will of God and you're living contrary to the Word of God, you're not going to know peace. True peace. It says it in the Word. They, whoever takes that way, shall not know peace. Now look, this is clear in Isaiah. Think about eternity now. We're supposed to have our eyes on eternity. One side of this says they'll not know peace now. There's a time coming, they're not going to know peace in eternity. Wake wake up call. Oh, everybody goes to heaven. No, you're not going to know peace. It's going to be a horrible lake of fire. And no one's saying that. People, they don't want to hear this message today. Well, it's supposed to be a nice Christmas message. It is because Jesus came to save you and to give you peace and to keep you from the lake of fire that we're all destined for unless we repent. Hallelujah. But as, since we repented, we have now get to know peace. We know the, the wonderful counselor. Right? In Isaiah chapter 9, we, we, we know this person. We know this child that would be born. We've had, an, we've had an encounter with the Lord. We've, we've, had, we've had interaction with Holy Spirit. He's a person. We talked about this on Sunday. It's not an it. He's your comforter. You're going through something right now? You need peace? You need answers? You need direction? I'm, am I speaking to anybody tonight? You need, you need direction in your life. You need a change in your life. You need a change in your marriage. You need a change in your home. You need something. You need to get reacquainted with the Lord Most High. Amen. <laughs> Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll get excited just preaching the word. It's going to get better and better and better. You wait. I just prophesy that right now. As you get in the Word of God, watch something change in your life. A glow, a peace that passes all understanding. Are you here? Amen? Amen. A peace that people won't get it. They won't understand what's different about you. But you'll know because you have Holy Spirit dwelling in you. (laughs) you'll know the secret. You'll know the peace because you've switched paths. 
You you have entered into a realm of peace that people don't know around you. And that's when you have the great message of saying, listen, would you like to know peace? Would you like to have this peace? Would you like to know the Lord Jesus Christ in your life? Would you like to know the, the very one that fuels me, the one that keeps me calm in the seas, that keeps me still, that, that has you all panicked and worried about where your provision's coming from, that, that you it's all panicked and wondering where this is going to happen? He's my peace. He's my provider. He's my way maker. Amen. That when you're between a rock and a hard spot, you can have peace. Amen. Hallelujah. And other people, are, they're just spun out, freaking out, don't know what they're going to do. But you are standing strong in the storm. And you've got that peace. And they're like, how can, you, how can you go to sleep at night in times like this? How can, you, how can you dwell in the storm with such cantankerous people? How can you dwell and still stand on the Word of God and still still sleep at night knowing what we're going through. The peace of God. The peace of God. Guard your heart and guard your mind. That when you cast all your cares onto Him, you get it away from yourself. You're not carrying that big a bag of bricks. You're not carrying that in your life anymore. And you've given it to the King of Kings, Lord of Lords. He created you Can He not fix? Can He not heal? He knows your every hair. He knows what you have need of before you even asked Him. (laughs) Right? Isn't that that the word? Amen? It can change your life. We get back to the word. What does the word say? What's God say about a situation? Like, well, there you go. You're just one of those Bible thumpers. No, I'm learning. I'm learning from mighty men of God around me. I'm learning from Holy Spirit. I'm learning from our pastor. I'm learning from the ministry team. I'm learning from the people that God's put me in my life. And, and, and iron sharpening iron. Hello? It's not an iron that dulls the edge. It has to be at the right angle so that it sharpens the edge. <laughs> it's, it's, hard to, it's hard to have your knife sharpened when you're sitting at home in the lazy boy recliner. Now, I know some had to work and some are out sick and we're praying for them. But I'm talking about those everyday born-again believers that when you know the word gets in there and it just starts to sharpen and polish and it puts an edge on you that it cuts through this junk. Hmm. Not a dulling effect, it's a sharpening effect. And it gets on both sides, so you can just... That peace passes all understanding, that you can, you can waver the storms, you cut through the waves, you can cut through the junk, you can cut through the people that are trying to distract you. You can cut through the, the junk where people are trying to get on your good side and you know that there's really a hidden agenda. You can get to the root of the matter. You can dig deep into the root and find the real problem to why people don't have peace. That's because we need to ask them, do you know Jesus? Amen? Like, we're awful bold tonight. You're awful, yeah. Yeah. It's Christmas time. It's Advent. It's 2020. It's growing nearer and nearer that Jesus' return. If you're not prepared, you will not know peace. Like, well, that's your opinion. It's in here. I read it in here. It's in the book. The, the Word says, it's not my opinion, that they shall not know peace. But let me tell you, there's also one that we talked about in John. We're going all the way over to John chapter 14. It says, Let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so... I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, and where I am, there you may also, may be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. We know the way, and many people know the way, but they don't want to follow the way. They don't want to submit to the way. They don't, want to, they don't want to surrender. They don't want to go through any suffering. They don't want to go through any trials. We just, want this, we just want this easy road Christianity. And let me tell you, you're going to go through some stuff as a Christian. 
And you're going to have to stand strong with the peace of God in your heart and knowing that you're, you're made for just a time as this. <laughs> you imagine that you were created right now in an environment that is as bumpy as it is right now, in storms as bumpy as it is right now, and you were made for this season to evangelize and win the lost and reach people that, that are some have thought were unreachable. And you were born today that today God knew that I would be ministering amongst whoever would be listening, that if they would turn to Jesus Christ, that they could receive that salvation, they could receive that gift, they could receive that peace that passes all understanding, and they could know that they know, according to this word, they could know where they're going. They could know that there's a place. Hello? They could know that there's a promise from God. In these scriptures, when you go, those of you that have the Spirit-Filled Life Study Bible, in the Kingdom Dynamics, it says this. Listen to what this, this powerful word says. It says, Messiah's peace, place, and promise for His people. Whose people? His people. Amen. Not just everyone. His people. He knows who is him, who is his. He knows who is pretending and who is not. He knows who is, who is bouncing from the left to the right, to the left to the right. And it's like a double-minded man. He's, he's unstable in all his ways. He knows those that are playing and pretending. He knows the ones that look one way on Monday and they look another way on Sunday. He knows those that look away on Wednesday and Sunday and here the next day, it's different. He knows who is His. He says, Messiah's peace, place, and promise for His people. Messiah's coming. These are among the most comforting words in all of Scripture from Jesus' own lips. Hello? Don't take my word for it. Take, take the Lord's word. The infallible word of God. The truth. The only thing that is solid in your life. Everything else is fleeting. Everything else may be sand. People will leave you. People will mess with you. But when you build your house on this rock, it will stand. It will hold in the storms. It will keep you going. It will provide a peace no matter what people say. You may be out of a job. You may be out of this. But the Word of God says that I'm going to have a place. I'm going to have peace. He says, not, not let your hearts be troubled. There's going, to be, there's going to be a joy and a peace that comes in your life. There's going, to be, there's going to be something that changes in your life. Will you go through storms? Absolutely. But there's something that changes in your life when you have Holy Spirit dwelling in you. These are the, among the most comforting words in all the Scripture from Jesus' own lips. We receive the promise of His return. He spoke these words during His most intimate time with His disciples. Hello? It's time to get intimate with God. It's time to get very, very close to God. In these times that we're living... Now's the time to hang on to Him and hang on to Him tight. Hang on to this word tight. Hello? I hope I'm encouraging tonight. He spoke these words during His most intimate time with His disciples, and they echo down to us as a precious promise to the bride of Christ. In this text, Jesus tells us of a peace, a place, and a promise. These three scriptures, one of my favorite scriptures in all the Bible, and here this jumps off the pages of today that you and I, church, you and I, believer, you and I, disciple, can have peace, that you can know that there's a place and that you have a promise to hang on to. He begins with a comforting exhortation, do not be troubled, be at peace. How can you do that? You've got to get intimate in His Word. It can't be casual anymore. It can't just be 
passing and I'll pick it up every other day or I'll pick it up on Sunday mornings. And, and some people, they don't even have their Bibles on Sundays. It's like, come on. It's really bring the Bible, bring the word, carry it with you, have it on your heart, right? Amen. Amen. It's got to be more than this casual Christianity if you're going to have peace. If you're going to have hope, if you're going to have peace, you're going to have to have joy. If you're going to have that love, that it's going to take more than just in passing or a minute or at the end of the day, I'll give God a few minutes. See, I want to encourage you to get, if you want to know peace, if you really want to know peace, true peace, not the world's peace, if you really want to know true joy, in your home and in your lives, and you want to really know true love and true hope and true peace, it's going to take some effort on our part and not be casual any longer and that we prepare our hearts to be intimate with the Lord. And the only way you can get be intimate with the Lord is to spend time with Him. Amen? So if you are already, praise God, keep going. If you've got some work to do in 2021, let me encourage you. Start where you're at. Don't be all bent because I'm preaching and teaching this way. Make a decision today that says, hey, in moving forward, that's all you can do. You may have been slacked. You may have been passive. You may have, may have forgotten. But today is the day of salvation. And make that prominent. Make that important make that intimate relationship more important than the worldly things. Only you can do that, disciple. It takes discipline to set aside time to keep things in proportion to other stuff, keeping the Word in proportion, making it first. Maybe we need to shut the TV off a little more. I know in my house, that thing, I don't even know why I have it anymore. Amen. Only because I'm watching a few movies that I'm getting here lately that are Christian movies. Otherwise, I might as well not even have the thing. It's a beautiful thing. I, I don't even know what I'm going to do with it. Because there ain't nothing good on it, hardly. It's becoming this Hollywood junk and deceptive and, and it's mind-numbing. It's, it's planning stuff in your mind. You wonder why you're getting weird dreams and they're planting stuff on commercials and it's doing stuff. Wake up, America. Come on. Come on. Get in your Word and get lined up with the Word of God and, and let's get this rejuvenated, on fire, Bible-preaching, Bible-believing disciple again. Is this too tough? You Okay. Hallelujah. I encourage you. I'm going to get you happy in the Lord. He begins with this comforting exhortation. Do not be troubled. Be at peace. Our peace. Hello, Christian. I'm talking to some Christians, right? Our peace is based on our belief in God and Christ. That's what our, our peace is based on. Are you here? We know that he is trustworthy and that gives us a foundation of peace. Wow! That is awesome! You mean that I can build my house on a strong foundation? Yeah. Remember, it's the only thing that holds in the storms. Everything else is like sand, and it's fleeting, and it won't hold, and your house won't stand. It'll have a great crash. But when you make it on the rock, imagine building your house on that foundation of peace. Do you have peace in your homes? Are you watching? Do you have peace in your homes? Because it's important in your Christian walk that you can have that peace that passes all understanding. Look what else he says. Second of all, in just these three scriptures, this is what's amazing. And, I, and I'm, and I'm going to run out of time, but I'm going to finish this part, and then I'll let you go. But this is so awesome when you get a hold of this. This is just jumping off the pages at me. He says, second, Jesus spoke of a place. That place is not available if you're going to continue to live in sin and contrary to the Word of God. It's here. It's at your taking, but you have to receive it. But when, but when the hourglass strikes and you're out of time, then you're out of time. You take your last breath, and if you've not made Jesus Lord of your life, you're out of time. 
He says, Jesus spoke of a place. He has promised to prepare for us a place where we will have eternal fellowship with Him. Wow. Is that not awesome, church? Eternity with Him. You see, you've made the right choice. Can I encourage you? You listen to my voice. You've made the right choice in your path. We chose that path that leads to the Father. Keep going. Don't give up. Keep making Jesus Lord of your life. Keep making His Word first in your life. He says, finally, we have His personal promise that He is returning for us. Now, I will let you down. I know me. I've, I've been late to events. I've forgotten things. I've, I've done certain things that it's like, man, I can't believe I forgot that. I got distracted or, you know, I wasn't on time for something. When the Lord makes a promise, you can take it to the bank, per se. You can, when God gives you a promise and Holy Spirit speaks to your heart and the Word speaks to your heart and God gives you a promise, let me tell you, you can build upon that foundation of peace in the storms as you wait. How many of us get anxious in the waiting? Yeah? And, but you, Christian disciple, can build on that relationship, that intimate relationship with Jesus Christ, and build upon this foundation of peace, knowing that when He makes a promise to you, He's not a man that He should lie. When He makes a promise, that's a promise. That hangs on true. Now, granted, we want it tomorrow. We want it to happen right now. But when He says it's going to happen, it'll happen. Amen? We have His personal promise that He's returning for us. Think of it. His personal signature is on our salvation. Wow. God Almighty. Jesus. His his personal signature is on our salvation as we have received Him. Have you received Jesus as Lord of your life tonight? Have you made that decision for Jesus Christ? Because it's important. Where you spend eternity is based on that decision. You will, you, will, you will spend your life with no peace, heaven or hell. The Word says it. It's not my opinion. You'll spend that eternity with no peace in the lake of fire, or you can spend it with God. You can spend the rest of eternity with Jesus. You can spend the rest of eternity. I don't know about you, but that gives me great peace. We talked about that on Sunday that no matter what happens to each of us, you've got that promise. He's coming to receive us. We look forward to that day in expectation. I wonder if there's Christians today that are still looking for Jesus or not. Or if they're just going through the motions. Because we need to be looking with a great expectation that He's returning and be ready when He comes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Preparing ourselves. How do you prepare yourselves for His coming? How do you do it? I'll just live a good life. I'll just do good things. No. You prepare yourself in the Word and in prayer. Amen. And prepare yourself with that piece of foundation. Hello? We don't want to be the Christians that are laid back in the lazy boy, are we? We want to, we want to know peace. What's his name? I think it starts with a J. Right? Amen? Amen? That's one of his names. Do you know peace today? We look forward to that day in expectation, preparing ourselves for it. For everyone who has this hope purifies himself. Amen? 
You're on the right path. You've made a decision for Jesus Christ. Now keep going. Don't go back. I didn't get to go. I didn't get to. I'm running out of time to go to go into Mark chapter four and Luke chapter eight. And it talks about Jesus in the storm and he's sleeping while the rest of people in the storm. You can read it for yourselves in Bible study. And the rest of them are just wigging out. Don't you care about us? We're perishing. Don't, don't. And, and you know what Jesus said? He goes, where is your faith? That's in Luke chapter 8. Look it up. He says, where is your faith? And I ask you that tonight. Where is your faith? Where is your trust put in? Where Do you have peace? Have you made Jesus Lord of your life? Have you put your faith in things? Have you put your faith in material things? Have you put your faith in your job? Have you put your faith in this? Or have you put your faith in Jesus Christ? Because that's the only one that can help you have peace. You see how it all comes to play? Don't be stuck in a storm with Jesus right beside you and you don't even understand that the very one that controls the winds and the waves is right there with you. And he says, where's your peace? And he's trying to get us to understand, to talk to the storms. He rebuked the waves. Peace be still, he says. And he goes, where is your faith? Does he want us to call out to him? Absolutely. Does he want us to go to him in the storm? Absolutely. But where's your faith today in this storm that we're living in? In this season, where can I encourage you today to get intimate with God and build your faith, build your relationship in Jesus Christ, talk about the Word of God, and get in fellowship with Bible believers like here at the river, those that love the Lord and speak His Word and trust in His Word. We've built our foundation on that peace. It will hold in the storms. You can have joy, you can have hope, you can have peace, but you got to know Jesus. God bless you. We'll see you next time here at the river. I hope this has blessed you. May you be encouraged today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you have any questions or would like to reach out to us here at the river, you can email us at study at riverwc, all one word, dot org. Again, that's email to study at riverwc.org. God bless you.